to talk about recovering our identity tonight. How's that? And only because it's come up over and over this week, and I just felt like the Lord said, stop, listen, what's going on with that? So uh, I just, there's some things that I felt like the Lord wanted to share to release tonight, and uh, how many know that the church would be a lot better off if we knew who we, we were? If we knew who, exactly who we were, if we knew what God really called us to do, it's really not difficult. I'm going to give you really one simple factor that's going to help us a lot. It's funny because this all goes into a lot of things, a lot of things with like, you know, the church structure that, you know, kind of man has, has put together. You know, God said, make disciples of all nations. Well, how are we going to disciple all nations? We're going to bring the presence of God. Really, because if they meet the Father then they'll be discipled, right? I can give, I'm just, I'm going to just mix in a couple things. And we'll, I just have some thoughts on some things that I feel like the Holy Spirit, like, you know, we don't live with normalcy at all anymore. You know, there's so many agendas with, uh, with uh, homosexuality, with all kinds of things even, you know, transgender issues, people are really confused on who they are. I mean, in general, as a population in America, we're really confused on who we are. And I think, you know, the church, the, the body of Christ, the, the government of God on the earth, really needs to know who they are so that we can step into the, to really all the things that God calls us to do. And you can't do it without him. Right? That we can't do anything. The Bible says that I can't do one thing without him. And sometimes we think that the gospel was brought so that we'd be better. I think most of the time we think that the gospel, we received Christ so that we'd be better. You'll get this tomorrow. I'm serious. I feel like we feel like it's self-serving. So many ways that the gospel has been given to us so that we can have help ourselves. When the whole idea was when God created us, was that he created us to glorify him and to serve him and to live for him and to look more and more like him. And so we, we just bear with me. It's about the Father's reflection coming through the body, right? That we reflect Jesus in the earth. That's what this whole thing's about, and, and I, I want to just go back to first mention, because God called, right, he created Adam, and he said this, he said he created him in what? His likeness and his image. And so I, I want to I get us to think right tonight, to think like God thinks about us. The Holy Spirit has good thoughts towards us, Right? And I feel like the, what the Lord is trying to, trying to get inside of us is our value, because all of our value comes from him. Like we always, we as people, we always look to other things to gain value. Like I want affirmation, and I need affirmation from you. Like if I preach a good message, right, I want a, I want a pat on the back. Come on. I don't, I don't really. But you know what I'm saying. I, we want, we, we're all goal-oriented. Like our lives continue to, 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 to synchronize with goal setting, which is good, which is not a bad thing. Come on, we don't sit around and do nothing. But we can't gain our affirmation through what we do. I'm saying this because it's like I realize that in two months I'm, I'm moving from, from something that I've been doing 20 years to like this thing full time. And I'm like, that's weird. Because my identity is partly in what I do. You hear what I'm saying? It's in what I do and not who I am, right? And the Lord's trying to get the church to be grounded in this so that we, when we look out of our eyes, we see what Jesus sees. When, we, when, I, when I go to someone and, and I really don't like how you're talking to me. If you're, come on, we live in this world because we want, you know, it's all based on followers, isn't it? Like how much love I get on social media. 
No, seriously, our whole society is becoming really, really concerned about this. And almost we have this anxiety about, nah, I don't have enough. Like, no one liked that. I only got three likes on that. And really, it's really not, it's really silly, and we laugh about it, but something inside of us, we, we, we're looking for affirmation in many different ways, and social media brings a whole nother realm to that that we didn't even have before, right? And so, so the reality is this, that I feel like God's trying to align us with the Father in such a way that we know exactly who he's called us to be, right? So the Son of Man came to seek and save what? That which was lost, and what was lost? Well, did he come just to save souls? Yes, he did. He came to win humanity back to a rightful place, which is what? To look like God. To look just like your father. And there's this thing that we, we, we think that we, we need to be fixed, and, and I, we do. But I can't focus. Everyone in this room can't focus on being fixed. Right? We need to focus on the fact that I have a father. And I realize this. The best way to disciple people is to get them to look that way. It's amazing. Because if I get everyone to look at the father, then I get to be a father that just kind of does this. Look, he's papa. Right? It's so, it's so good, really. And if we can get this, it'll, be like, it'll revolutionize your life. Like every one of us in this room, it will completely change the way you think because you're not looking for something or someone to push the happy button on your life. Right? You don't need an app. You do. I mean, I'm not, you know, we're supposed to encourage one another. And I'm not, to, I'm not, come on, I'm not putting any of that down. We need to encourage one another, fellowship with one another, be there for one another, love one another. Most of all, love one another. And if there's pure love moving in the church, pure love, not love with motives, right? Because we all, somewhere inside, the, the Lord's trying to get rid of all the motives. Like why we do stuff and, and the reasons we do it and, and how, how we're, how we're going to get to that next place, and right? We do it in our jobs. We're trained like that almost as little kids. Like if I do this, I'll get something. I'll get a bonus. It's true, right? Like if I do this, I get a popsicle. If I don't, come on, it's on merit. And I'm telling you, we need to start thinking like kids. Like, it's always like what I, what I loved about tonight and what happened during worship is the kids were like wild. <laughs> and see, don't, that never bothers me. That never, never bothers me. It shouldn't bother anyone else. It really shouldn't because we should be wild. This is what, I'm, this is what God's trying to get us to is wild. Like, we don't care. Like, I don't care what God, th I don't care what you think of me if I'm uh, flipping out on the rug. You know what I'm saying? Because the Lord wants us to just be free, like totally free. In no, nothing that holds us or, or puts the throttle back on our lives. But the girls, right, they're just like going around the room with the flags. And you know what? They, they probably weren't paying attention to Jesus, but it doesn't even matter. That's right, exactly. He was paying attention to that. And so this is the place where we need to be is free, completely free. And so God's trying to get the church in this place of freedom, right? And I'm telling you, it comes by how we look and perceive him. Because there's so many ways that he's trying to get our, our attention. So I want you to remember who you are. You need to remember who you are and who God created you to be. You weren't created to, to just do the things that you do professionally. You weren't created to just be a good Christian, right? But God's trying to get us to understand that your identity is in him, right? Come on, I could, we could put a Dan Moeller thing on. It would be much better than me probably right now. But I'm, I really feel like the real part of this is that he's trying to get us to remember who we are. Because inside, before you were created, he already saw you. He already saw the blueprint of your life. He already knew the things you're about to do. And nothing ever needs to be with self. Self-induced motives. Like you don't need motives. Right? And so we, we want to understand that we've been created in his image and likeness. That we just look exactly like our Father in heaven. And our Father is not egotistical, right? 
that he says, all right, everything, you must bow and worship me. No, that's not what it is, but we were created for his glory. You understand? Like, God was not created like, okay, everyone's going to worship me because everything's about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it can come off like that, you know? But it's not about that. It's about God saying, I want you to look just like me, and I want you to rule the earth just like I created the earth, and I want you to subdue it, and I want you to do all these things. And it's not about doing, but it's about just being just like me. And when you're just like me, and you look just like me, and you sound just like me, when you do these things, when you begin to move like I move, then all of a sudden the kingdom of heaven just begins to unroll around you. Because why? You're seeking first the kingdom, nothing else. When we seek first him, nothing else, right? So, of course, I'm going to go to Luke 9, 23 and 24. It says this, whoever wants to be to my disciple must deny himself and take up his cross. And get ready, like, this is like four times a month I say this. And follow me, and whosoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What does this mean? It means it's an inconvenient gospel. Like you have an inconvenient call on your life. And the inconvenient call on your life is to, to do exactly what the Father calls you to do and nothing more, nothing less. Right? It's funny because sometimes I get myself in situations where I go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, bring this one in, bring that one in, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Like, why did I do that? Like, I wasn't listening to you. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. That means in all things we need to pray and ask the Father, right? I want to know what's not convenient for me. Like, it's convenient for me to say yes to people when I don't want to do stuff. Because it doesn't hurt people's feelings. Right? So you can be, yes, I'll do that, yes, I'll do that. But I don't need everyone's affirmation because I can't say no. Come on, somebody. Like, you got to be able to say no. Right? That's why the, I probably he put that in the scripture. Let you yes, yes, be yes, and your no say no. Your no be no, because sometimes we say yes, and it means no. Like, yeah. I was funny. I was at Starbucks, and I'm a frequenter of Starbucks. And so one of the baristas is in there, now a manager. He says to me, oh, can I borrow your truck on? And I'm like, dude. Like, I know I see you a lot, but I don't, like, have the thing. So, like, I'm not helping you move. <laughs> right? So it's not, out of, it's not out of anything other than, oh, Miles, maybe you should do it. He's not a believer. No, he's a believer. I know he's a believer. But the reality is this, that, I, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to say yes to everyone. I said, yeah, we'll see. That's what my response was. We'll see, right? Because I was like, dude, really? You're kind of going past, like, you had this space. Now you're, like, stepping into that space, right? He's a good brother. I like him. I like him a lot. But we're called to die to our old nature, right? Daily. That's the weird thing. It's daily. So every day, I'm supposed to die to the old, right? And so... Actually, moment by moment would be more accurate. Because, right, I can, be, I can wake up good and I'm, I'm flowing good in the morning, but by the afternoon I might not be as patient and I might not be as kind. Right? None of you I go by that either, I know. <laughs> Just me. Right? So this can only be done by fully relying on the Lord, Right? This can only be done because we give our lives completely to Jesus, right? <laughs> because the, the, the life flow of God is I need to, like, almost get born again five times a day. No, I'm telling you so that we have our love walk on. Sometimes I need to, I need to be born again, again, and again, and again, and again, daily. I know. It's for the rest of, just for me, Right? preaching to myself i'll let you listen right so we but the the lord's idea is this is that i i lose my old life and then i begin to live out of love 
and that because he loves me so much, I can't help but love you. And because we can't, under, most of the time, most of us, most, I'll say, can I just, I'll blanket it I'll, with like, I'll say 90% of the church don't, doesn't really know the true love of the Father. Like, I feel like we're, we're missing a piece, the segment that helps us to die daily and walk in love. Right? Because the Holy Spirit, when we walk in love and when we give, and it goes back to what we spoke about three weeks ago, pouring ourselves out. And what does it look like to pour your life out? It's inconvenient to pour your life out before the Lord. I'm pro- I promise you that it doesn't look like a self-help book. I promise you it looks more something like, like God, I give you whatever I have today, and I'm going to wake up, and I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to wake up with joy and more joy because of my life in you and because I give my life wholly to you, and I'm not disturbed by the things that go on around me all the time that try to, come on, we get bent I, Something tries to bang and rip out the joy out of our hands. And the Holy Spirit's saying, I'm calling you to live in this place of joy. And the life of joy, where things are not a burden. Like, life is not a burden. You, what, meeting with one another is not a burden. None of this stuff becomes a burden because you give selflessly. Give selflessly to one another. To one another. Listen, you know, marriage is one of the things that Martin Luther said is, was, a, was a process of sanctification that most single person people don't even know about, right? It is. It's true. You know, because there's places where the Lord wants to pull you into that can't be... Listen, when you leave, live with someone else, come on, then you had kids. Come on. Life gets like... There's a process of sanctification that takes place, Right? And so we're not going to ever live out of the place of, come on, and he wants us to die to the old. So even if you've been through a bad one, God's trying to pull you into the new, which the reality is that he already, he already knows what you've been through, and he doesn't want you to live in the past of that. Right? He wants you to be free from that so that you can walk in fullness, and you're not afraid to begin to step into a life that's full of love again, right? And so there's something that the Holy Spirit's trying to do with the church, and he's trying to pull us into this place of selflessness and trust. Because when I trust the Lord, I don't need to worry about everyone else. I don't need to worry about people coming into my my space and taking over. I just need to be a good steward with what he's given me, right? So he's sufficient in in everything, and regardless of our circumstances, he wins every time. Like, he's the one that wins every time. He's the one that's brought vic- victory over everything. Sin, death, hell, the gra- hell in the grave, that means everything. That's why we get to see people all of a sudden, super- how many, Here, here's the deal, ready? I was thinking about this the other night. Like, if, Just say, I speak a message today. You write down the scriptures, you hear the things, and then you meditate on it throughout the week. It's kind of a good way of discipleship, is it not? Because if you can walk it out like day by day, piece by piece, certain things, and and it can be anything, right? We could do a school of the supernatural. Yay, everyone gets excited. But then who's going to do the homework and who's going to walk it out? Right? Because that's what, that's what the Lord's looking for. Like, yield to the process and allow God to come in and know who he is, not by doing again, right? Not by doing, but by living it out. Because God will give you words. He, gives, he speaks to us clearly, and then we don't walk those things out, right? Here's the deal. I'm notorious for it. God can give me a prophetic word, and I'm like, phew, on to the next thing right away. When you haven't even finished out that one thing, right? Because I'm, because we're always trying to get. Come on, more. There's more. There's more, and I'm, and I like more. But do you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's somewhere where God's saying, "Wait a minute, rest. Listen, listen to me, because I'm going to show you the way to walk. I'm going to show you the way to go. I'm going to walk, show you an understanding and wisdom, so that you know how to walk." 
And so that you know that I'm with you and I'm not somewhere else. I'm not in the mountain somewhere hidden. Like he's right there with you. I'm going to show you that in a second, right? Remember this, right? Jesus said that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What does that even mean? That means that our emotions, most of the time, are fooling us, right? That our, our emotions can't discern truth from lies. Are you tracking with me? Some people are looking at me like, you know, you're going to get run over by a truck. I'm telling you, we need to live in truth. What's truth? Not my iPad, but the Bible, right? The Word of God is truth, right? And God's trying to get truth in our innermost being so that we can walk in the fullness of truth, so that our eyes are clear on what's, what's, what he's speaking, what he's saying, what's about to happen. Because, right, I talked to you about this, knowing the times and the seasons. He wants to speak to you what's the truth right now for today. Right? He wants to speak to you about the truth today. What does it look like for you? What is he saying to you today? And do you trust that what he's saying today is going to be the same tomorrow? Because he he's not fickle. He doesn't change his mind. God is not fickle. I promise you that. He follows through with what he says. And if you've been sitting on promises, he wants you to step into the promise. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The only one that gives up on the promise is you and I. Right? So emotions can't discern the truth from lies, but they just respond to what we think. <laughs> See, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to, you know the end of that? Death. Uh-oh. I don't want to be, I want to be in life. I don't want to be in death. Right? There's a way that seems right. We think it's right. Well, this is all lining up this way, that way, that way. It might not be right. It may look right to our mind and our emotion and our will because we will something and we're looking to go that way and we want to go that way, but God's saying maybe no. All right. It's dangerous to base truth on how we feel. Feelings come and go, but the Word of God never changes. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? <laughs> see, this is tough because I, I feel things. Because spiritually, I see things and I feel things. I feel like stuff going on. Like I had a check at some point uh, recently, and I was like, I have to ask about that. And what I was feeling was right. And so if I, I would have never known unless I asked the right questions, right? So you can't be afraid to step into what, you know, God, what is that? Something doesn't feel, or this is amazing. Like, what is that? And God will give us truth. I'm not speaking riddles, and if I am, then you're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help you, right? I know I'm going a lot, I'm flying over a bunch of things, but I'm just, I feel like this is the, this is the way the Lord wants to speak. He always speaks in parables. He speaks in riddles. He speaks in enigmas. I wasn't even going to go here tonight. <laughs> but he wants us to understand what he's saying. So you will only find that out if you go to one person who's showing you the, these things, these symbols, these dif different things that maybe God is speaking. Maybe some of it he is speaking. Maybe some of it he isn't speaking. Maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. Maybe it's all him. You don't know that until you go to him. Right? And so this is where I, the word is always true. So if he gives you a promise from his word and the Holy Spirit's on it, and he reveals it, come on, we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I can engage with what he's about to do. You can't do it on your own. You won't do it on your own. You won't do it by thinking for yourself. <laughs> you won't do it by... <laughs> All right, I'll stop for a minute. He wants us to live in the overflow of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it if we don't understand and know the treasure that's living inside of us. Who's living inside of you? The precious Holy Spirit, right? God has deposited the greatest treasure inside of you. 
There's nothing better than the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. It's the Holy Ghost. It's God's very own Spirit living inside of us. And we need to begin to search it out. We need to be able to find fellowship in the Holy Spirit, fellowship in the Father. This all leads us back to one thing, fellowship with the Father. Because now the very agent that's on the earth is inside of you, and he's directly connected to the Father above, the Father of lights, the Father who has every good gift, the Father who, who lives, who's lived all throughout eternity. Come on, and we'll, begin, we'll show you things in the future that you do not know. I'm telling you right now, he's the only one that can give us understanding to our future, to our past. We're asking things. We want to figure out stuff. Listen, sometimes we just got to leave it. But sometimes the Lord wants to, wants to unroll things and, and open things to you so that you understand, right? So he gave us this promise, right? I tell you the truth, it's for your advantage that I, what? I give you the Holy Spirit, that I go away, that I, if, if I don't go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, he won't come. So I just continue to look at Jesus. I just continue to look for the Father. And he said, I'm leaving so that I can send you the promise. And we need the promise. You need the promise. And it says this, I will, go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to be close, to be in close fellowship with you. That's the Amplified. So we have these rights, you know. <laughs> you all have a right. There's these birthrights. Ready? It's a list. There's no condemnation. They're easy. You should know all these. You're free, and Christ is in you. You're a son and a daughter of God. You're an heir. You're called, justified, glorified, and chosen. I'm just going to rattle these off because we need to get these into our hearts and our spirits. We're, we're given a, the Spirit of God so that we can live this out, right? God graciously gives us all things. We don't lack one thing. And so when we know that, when we come in to identify ourselves in that, that God has given you everything, that he doesn't live outside of what you need for today, for tomorrow, or for your future. He does not. I promise you this, that if we would just focus our life towards him and towards the Father, and then you would love yourself in the morning for not what you're getting tomorrow, but for what he's doing in you now. And there's something about being broken and God trying, come on, we, con we constantly go through this, I need to be healed. And I know we need healing, but it's, listen, it doesn't go 20 30 years of healing. It's just, when you know who you are, you'll be healed. The truth sets you free. Nothing else. <sighs> Only truth. <laughs> Only truth. I promise. You're loved. No one, ready? Get this. No one can ever reject you out of his love. I'll take that. Come on. No one can ever reject you out of his love. He loves you so much it doesn't matter if everyone starts casting stones at you and, and words and all kinds of things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people say over you. His love doesn't change. So we've grown up in, 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 in brokenness. Come on. I, I didn't have a perfect, you know, my family wasn't the Brady Bunch. Right? And so I broke up, I, I, I woke up in brokenness. How's that? Right? Because when I came to be born again, I was like, wow, God, I, what just happened to me? Like, people could see light on my life. They didn't even know what they were seeing. I came out of drug addiction and it just, come on, some broken things. But the, when the Lord come on, he grabbed me, pulled me out, and then I was, I was healed. I wasn't, I was healed. My mind might not have been healed, but I was healed. The person, my spirit man, was completely free. Are you hearing me? You're completely free. If you receive the, 
the Holy Spirit in your life. If you ask for the Father to come, Lord, I did whatever I've done, I just ask for forgiveness. And I just ask Holy Spirit that you just come. And I give my life to you. See, this is the problem. I give my life to you. And that's where we trip. Because all of a sudden it becomes about me, what I need. God, this isn't going right. This is, is this because of you? No, it's never because of God. It's never because of him. <laughs> I'll stand on that one. It's never because of him. Why are things not going the right way right now? Because they're aligned with him. And maybe he's causing us to go through some things. It doesn't, you know, I don't know the, the answer to all the questions, but I do know this. He never changes. His promise is always and forever. Forever. So no one can ever reject you out of his love. You are rich. You live in abundance. I'm sorry. I don't care what circumstances tell you right now. You live in abundance. I don't care what your bank account looks like right now. You live in abundance. I prophesy that to you right now. You live in abundance. That's where you live. You don't live outside of that. You don't start thinking outside of that. You don't start thinking. Next one's you're empowered. You are empowered. You've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's, there's nothing you lack. So here's the deal. We always keep coming back to the Lord like something's not right. And everything is right because he's given righteousness to us as a gift. That means I stand right before him all the time. Not even giving room for greasy grace. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is what God wants us to know. That you're, you're all set. Nothing will harm you in any way. But what about sickness? No. No. According to the word, you're healed. According to the word, we're all healed. That's truth. It's truth. I can't, I'm not taking that page out of my Bible. That by his stripes, I've been healed. I'm not taking it out. Because the full identity of who you've been created to be is you've been whole. You've been made whole. You're not going to be whole. You are whole. I have to, you have to get this. I have to get this. I have to get this in full completion in my heart so that when I look in the mirror in the morning, I know, Jesus, you woke me up and I got mercy all over me today. That whatever's coming at me today doesn't even matter because I'm going to live in joy. Because whatever happens, whatever tries to crush my life, I'm going to really squeeze. You're going to fall out of me. Like I'm not living in darkness. I'm not living in a place that's, come on, that's put limitations on. You don't live. Listen, this place you, you come to, to fellowship, week, week after week, you have no limits on you. Really, you don't. The only limitations you put on yourself is you. You've been free. You've been made free. Completely free. And guess what? You can't control what others view you as. You can't control how other people think of you. You can't control it, so you better, well, just get used to it. No, this is good. This is really good. We need to get this. Because when I don't because they'll be, come on, there's critics. There's already critics. Critics, it's okay. Right? There's always going to be critics. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter what people think of you. Because your heavenly father loves you beyond anything you ever understood or knew. And there's such freedom in that. I feel God on that right now. Someone's getting touched by that right now. Holy Spirit, listen, there's something that God wants us to grab out of that. Listen, no words will harm you. I was testifying yesterday when I was, we were praying for unity at the service last night, but, I, you know, 
the eye doctor. He starts cursing me. Oh, your optic nerve's really small, and you may have problems. And if you, if you start having, you know, if you start losing your sight, I'm like, what are you talking about? I come here for a local, you know, a regular checkup. I'm like, so you're telling me that my eye's fine? <laughs> that my nerve's just small? Well, yeah, and it could have problems. I said, so you're telling me my eye works perfect with the small nerve that you're seeing? <laughs> I had to clarify things. Right? This is what I'm saying. So whatever someone says something over you, like I left, I'm like, you know, I'm like, Jesus, help me. You can't receive that stuff. Speaking, oh, everyone gets, you know, this is, it starts giving me lessons about plastic bottles in the sun. That's what glaucoma is. I'm like, yes, and? Well, there's a little, I said, I don't feel anything. <laughs> Come on. So, so I've been wearing sunglasses since I've been two. I don't feel anything. No, I haven't, but I just made it up. You know what I'm saying? Don't let people speak things over you. It's not denying what's happening, right? It's just not agreeing with whatever they're saying. Because the Spirit of God speaks health and wellness and life over you, right? That's what God speaks over your life. So this goes back to doesn't matter how anyone views you, your health, anything. Don't be in agreement with it. Don't ever be in agreement with it. You were created as a son and daughter that God loves with all the fullness of who he is, and there's nothing. So... And it's always, like, just think how much pressure it is. I used to, you know, some of us, I used to live in a pressure of expectation, right? I don't, I don't think I, sometimes I go there, but for the most part, I've stayed out from under it. Because the Lord basically said to me, if you're going to do this, you better get thick skin. Right? So anything that we do, you, listen, you just, it's too great of a burden to start measuring up to what everyone else thinks of you. When God already has a great plan in the future for you, it's like, it's written in the Word. That's what the Word says, that I've got an, a, a, a future for you that's like way above what you ever thought or think or, ima or thought or imagined, right? That's what He says over us. It's not anything else. Anything else is contrary, Right? So human love, we'll just talk about love for a second because human love is limited, small, and conditional. Am I right? It's just small. And God's love is just massive. It's constant. It's eternal. It's just, he loved you before you even a seed. Crazy stuff. Before you were even a breath in your mother's mouth, he knew you. Right? And you were fearfully and wonderfully made. So his love is extravagant and overly, it's out of control. Like, there's lavish love over your life. Stop on that. Really, you got to stop on that because his, la his love over your life is just excessive and unrestrained. <laughs> it's like for me to even get up here and express how much God loves you, it's just like, it's not even relevant. It needs to come by revelation. It can't come any other way. You have to experientially know the love of God. That's what Paul told me, the apostle. He said the only way you're going to know that is by experiencing the love and the knowledge of him. It's like I try, even when my kids were born, like you have this amazing feeling inside, like I don't think I can love any other human on the planet like I love these kids. I love my wife. You know what I'm saying? 
like it's like this incredible euphoric feeling, but it doesn't even express how the Lord really feels about you. That'll work you right there. So we only the only way we can get it, right? Greater love has no one than this. That's not a nice verse. It's just truth. No one, no greater love has no one than this. Than a man that laid down his life for his friend. Than Jesus who laid down his life for you. So that you'd be one with him. In union with him. Complete in him. Forever eternal in him. And then Matthew 6.13 says this, uh, 6.33. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. And then all these less important things <laughs> will be given to you abundantly. What is it, what's, what's the scripture saying? It's like, listen, here's the thing. If we just put aside all everything else and I chase after the Lord Jesus, right? If I get the word in front of me and if I just chase after him and become completely engaged with who he is as a person, as a person, because God is not... Holy Spirit's not somewhere between a parakeet and a pigeon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's light. I'm sorry. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, he's a person. Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person that wants to come and invade you in such a way that we don't even understand. We, don't even we, we can't even construct this in our minds of how he wants to come. And my prayer tonight is that we gather and we just, we ask him to come in such a way that he just overcomes us and potentially would just shift our thinking tonight. Because there's potential that he will shift your thinking tonight if you can engage, right? If I just engage with him, not just here, this is why I said, when we get in this understanding that, listen, all I need Listen, I've had a, I can tell you, <laughs> I started thinking about this the other day, because I'm, I'm blessed, right? I'm blessed. I got, like, a lot of young guys that are hungry, and they want God, right? And what happens is I'm like, God, you, only you can do this. Like, only you can touch each person individually, men and women. But here's the thing about knowing even in yourself, like, God, you want us to just believe on you, and you come and you just show up. And that's when everything will change. I'm telling you, don't you want God to just invade your room in such a way? Because this is how it happens. It can happen here in a corporate setting. But will God come into your house? or come into your prayer closet, or wherever you go to meet with him, and just begin to show up in glory. When I say this, I'm, say, I'm talking about the tangible presence of who he is, the substance of God coming and invading your house, and showing up in your room, showing up in your bedroom, the bathroom, wherever you pray, whatever the deal is. I don't know, sometimes we can't find any place to go. So sometimes we just need to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, come. Can you just fill this one space that I'm in? Fill it with all of who you are. Like what would happen if, if the Spirit of God would come in, even corporately, right? We, we, we ask the Lord to come and, 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 and the liquid honey cloud of God's presence comes in this place and spills out. That's kind of what happened last week, right? People come splashing in and then they're on the floor and this one gets healed and, you know, it's good stuff. But what happens when you leave the room? Like the fleeting thought of who you aren't shouldn't be there. 
It's who he's created you to be. Because here's the deal. God has created us to know and to be confident and to be secure in who he's made you. Like you don't have some false identity. Right? You have a true identity that comes from the Father alone. And we live out of that place. So let's stand, let's pray. Joy's going to help me. I'm done. for the Holy Spirit's help tonight. That's all. Simple. Holy Spirit needs to reveal himself to you personally. Who he created you to be, how he looks at you. And maybe that's a good exercise for everyone in this room. Like maybe go home and some of it's going to be hard for people sometimes. It shouldn't be. It should be an ease. What are God's thoughts towards me? I bet you can find it in Scripture. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> Many are his thoughts. You can't even count them. And they're not criticisms. And it's not things that, that want to pull you down and discourage you. It's all good. When I say it's all good, it's amazing. So we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to do that. And I would. I would encourage you. Just do that. Like, just go begin to write. This is what you think of me, God. This is amazing. And it doesn't have to be robotic. And you can do it every day. What's your thoughts towards me today? <laughs> because I'm telling you, that's, that's almost joyful. <laughs> So, Father, I thank you tonight. We so rest in who you are right now. Thank you who you've created us to be in this place, Lord, where we stand before you and it's for your glory, for your presence, Father. And, Lord, I thank you that we've been created in your image and likeness. And like likeness. Lord, I thank you that we look just like you. What does God even look like? Huh. You aren't God, but you look like him because you were created in his image and his likeness. That means, yes, a part of Jesus has hazel eyes just like mine. Come on. He's got brown eyes just like yours. Come on, there's a part of him inside of you that wants to be really, really established. So that you never wonder. Like we know this statement, God loves me. But do you really know what he thought thinks about you? So, Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you just release a grace on us tonight. Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we'd see and hear and know and that something be brand new inside of us, an understanding that we didn't have before. Lord, a release inside of us that would connect us with you in a powerful way tonight. That, Lord, we know everything that we, we do, we give our lives to you in completeness and in totality. 
so that whatever you ask, Lord, we'll do. We're not afraid of one thing. We're not afraid of criticism. Lord, we're not affected by what people think about us. We're not affected by any of it. But we live in this peace that you've given to us. And so we honor you, Father. We thank you. We just ask that the rest and the presence of the Holy Spirit would come into us. Lord, awaken and recover our identity. Each one of us, Father, right now in these moments. You're recovering things that have been hidden and in the dust and under things. We've covered it with other things. But I say, Lord, right now, I just see you by your hand. You're just wiping things away. And, Lord, it's, it's brand new. It's something brand new that you want to show us, Father, right now in these moments. And so you wisp away all the things that have been said, all the, all the criticisms of ourselves, Father, all the things that have been hiding us from the true you. <laughs> that keep us blinded. And I just declare and I prophesy to you that your identity is really, really important. That your life in Christ, that as you glorify and magnify the Lord, it's important that you do it in clarity and wholeness, right? But God's the one that brings the wholeness. He brings the fullness. He brings the life. So Lord, let it come now. Just like do over us right now. Like the cloud of your presence right now. Erase our former thinking. Erase our negative thoughts towards ourselves. Lord, let pure love, pure, pure love come through our hearts in ways we haven't understood before. Lord, let it flow from us and the people all around us. We thank you, God. You're so, so gracious. Your mercy endures forever and ever. And everything becomes brand new in your presence. So renew us, Father. Renew us. 